Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Have Failed with me, Sam Vader. Um, yeah, we're back. Um, I'm just going to preface this one. Uh, you don't really need to know, but I'm going to let you know just in case. Um, if if I do seem a bit out of character, a bit down, it's... Um, yeah, I mean, I sort of am. I've just literally... So today is Monday the... Well, to be fair, technically it's Tuesday the 25th because it's now 47 um, minutes past 12 midnight. Um... But you know, Monday, whatever, this is the day after watching Attack on Titan or whatever, and I've just got back home um, from seeing a friend, and this is a friend who is moving away to another country. I know it's only Dublin, so it's not far from me, I, I will probably go and visit him at some point. But this is someone who I work with, this is one of my closest friends, uh, I play video games with him a lot. Uh, not video games, uh, board games, card games. Um, he's been really um, good to me over the years, Like, been like a mentor in ways, and really always been there when I needed him and um so yeah I'm a bit I'm a bit upset that he's um he's doing it and I know it's not goodbye it's not the end he's only going hopefully for a year to this other job and hopefully he'll collect to come back and I'll probably see him in between and say I might go and visit him he's planning on coming home for a few visits but it was sad nonetheless because it was essentially a goodbye to one of my closest friends um and that's that's never fun it's never it's never something you want to have to do um so I'm a little bit choked up um we had a good night though, we had some good games, we played uh, the Attack on Titan board game that I've got, we played Marvel Villainous, we played some Chaotic and some Pokemon cards, and then, um, oh, I can't remember the actual name of the game, but it's based on the, the film Alien. But it was a very good game, we played some very very good games and it was lots of fun. Um, so yeah, that's that's my little tidbit for why I might not sound like myself or might seem a bit down, um, because I am. Uh, but we'll crack on with the episode, and before we get to that actually, we do need to mention of course, that the uh, we still support Black Lives Matter here at Sigil Arts. We think it's an important cause, and uh, you guys still should too, because equality should matter no matter what. So please do use hashtags like Black Lives Matter or hashtag BLM to keep the conversation going, or go to websites like www.blacklivesmatter.com to find out other ways you can support and to keep this very important cause going and make sure equality is found all over the earth. But without further ado, obviously onto the episode proper, and that is going to be on Attack on Titan episode 78. Two brothers. 78? 77? 78. I think it's 78. I don't remember the numbers. Why would I do that? I just watch it, cry, get excited, and that's that. So episode 78, Two Brothers. Honestly, I think one of the best episodes of Attack on Titan to date. Um, I think really matched sleek animation with great action and great character moments um so obviously the moment Eren's in the past looks beautiful the all the fight scenes all the titans look absolutely incredible and the character work is just fantastic a story an episode about three sets of two brothers um and i really like that i love that the parallels shown between colt falco marcel porco and zeke and Eren. And and, this, and the differences, uh, but we'll get to that in a minute, and why some are good brothers and one isn't, um, not even a good person, fat monkey dickhead. Yes, yeah, spoilers, it's Zeke who's the bad one, big shock, say Invader hates Zeke, who doesn't? Um, so yeah, I mean, the episode starts out just just incredible, obviously, <laughs> of course it's incredible, you get to see Monkey Boy falling again after being shot, that was good, I enjoyed that. Um... But obviously Eren's still trying to walk towards him. And then Gallia 
tries one more time to stop him and that is where Eren goes absolute savage mode again and just smashes and crushes his nape completely and it was very brutal. Eren has a thing against the jaw titan. He he used it as a he brutalized it in Liberio and then used it as a nutcracker and this time he just brutalized it by smashing its nape to crap to where Pulko was just fucked inside there. But then we get the good moment where Ryan is obviously still trying to fight back and he touches Galliard and he finally gets the memory of his brother and finds out that his brother talked up Reiner so that Porco wouldn't become a a warrior and would get to live. Um, which is, you know, a really touching moment. It's brotherly love, a good brother. Um, then we get to the other set of brothers, uh, Colt and Falco. Colt obviously pleads, begs Zeke not to scream and transform. And Zeke, being the sociopath that he is, does it anyway. Right, and what really gets me about this scene is the fact that Eren didn't want him to scream. Even before he saw Falco, he didn't want him to scream. Because he clearly thought that the wine was just a deterrent. He didn't think they'd ever actually use it and turn a lot of these people into titans against their own free will. He, he really was not on board with this part of the plan. Um, but then obviously you see Falco and Reiner get shocked and and even Eren at that point is, is shocked. He's like, no, he didn't say it, but you can see in Eren's eyes, he's like, don't do it. Because Eren formed a bond with Falco, and he, I think he does like Falco after the time he spent on Marley, which is fair and respectable. Um, so I, I honestly don't have an issue with that, obviously. And um, but, but Zeke is such a sociopath. And the reason he's such a sociopath, and hear me out, because I'm definitely right, as always, is the fact that, you know, he's like, oh, yes, I could understand one's wanting to care for one's brother, whatever the crap he says. And he goes, so, it's a shame. I'm like, no, no, so you're not even sorry. If he turned around and go, oh, so, I'm sorry about this, and show some form of guilt, something that he felt bad about it. No, all he said is, it's a shame. That's not guilt, that's not feeling bad. That is just, oh, it's a shame, wasted life, whatever, get over it. That's what it's a shame means. It's not, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry I have to do this, but... It needs to be done. It's it's a shame, and like that is so sociopathic. He doesn't give a fuck, right? And I just oh, I hate him. So he screams. Good people like Pixis, Nile, and Falco are turned into titans. Falco's titan is horrifying, but we'll get to that in a bit. The bit where they will transform and the original Attack on Titan music plays, like, the, like when the Titans first invade Shigunshina, which is obviously where this battle is taking place plays again and that classic theme and, and the very familiar sight of titans running rampant obviously this time able to climb and do things that normal ones can't because they're under zeke's influence but one way or another these titans are horrifying once again it's images that you see from season one of titans rampaging through the city just eating people left and right but this time marlian and eldian alike and it's 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 horrifying to see in a real tribute back to the old days of attack on titan um and it's at this point that Falco is ordered to get Reiner off Eren, and Reiner's doing a good job holding them both off, but he realises that he can't do both. If he spends too much effort trying to pin down Falco, Eren's going to wriggle free, because Eren's Eren, he's a tough fucker. And, and likewise, he, he sort of realises, am I the one who's going to have to kill Falco? But anyway, so Eren being Eren doesn't go down that fight, he fucking just maneuvers and throws Reiner out of the way and tries to tries to run again um yeah and and so he gets shot again in the head by the Marley and it is what it is 
At this point, Flock's squad's been wiped out by the Cart Titans, and Mikasa and, and Armin are dealing with the Cart Titan because, you know, they're actually skilled fighters. And the animation on that is brilliant, but the animation of them two fighting the Cart and the Marlin soldiers on top of that wall, it's absolutely, absolutely beautiful. And as uh, King's Eyes said, and it's very true, the imagery of Mikasa fighting without that scarf, it really stands out. Like, you can't help but notice she's not wearing her scarf, and it really does break, break your heart to see. So it's, it's awful. Um, and then comes the, the big bit for Reiner where, you know, Zeke's then been shot again and everyone thinks Zeke's dead so Eren can't initiate the rumbling, it's over. And Reiner's like, I can just let, I can just let it happen now because at this point, Falco is chewing on his nape, biting through the armour on, on the back of his neck. And Reiner just realises he can give up now. If Falco... He's going to eat him, he's going to eat him. It is what it is now. It's over. He doesn't need to fight anymore. And he's like, the successor to the Armour Titan is Falco. And then what happens is obviously... <sighs> Porco Galliard uh, steps out of his Titan because he doesn't have the energy or the power to heal himself anymore. So he's, he's done for. And he sort of proclaims that my death will not be for nothing. And that... Um, I've never loved Porco. He's a good character, but you know, you never spend enough time with him to love him, and he's not got quirkiness enough, like Peak, to fall in love with her very quickly. Um, but in this moment, he really won me over, and I have a whole new respect for Porco Galliard after he declares that if he's going to die, it's not going to be for nothing. So he steps out knowing that Falco can eat him and the Jaw Titan can be passed on to someone that he trusts and has been trained to fight as a titan shifter and in one last Porco Galliard move he declares that after seeing his brother's memories there is no denying that he is of course a better Ryan, uh, a better warrior than Reiner. That one last cocky comment uh, from the very hot-headed and, and cool and very awesome jaw titan as he is then devoured by Falco's Titan, and I will say, without spoiling too much, Falco's Titan, Jaw Titan, is the coolest Jaw Titan out of all of them. I can't wait to see it animated, and I can't wait for you anime-only people to see what it looks like, because it's a very, very, very cool Jaw Titan that you're all very much going to enjoy. Um, let me get Eren being an absolute savage again, so he's already smashed Porco's nape. Reiner, at this point, is pissed that Porco's died, so he goes in to swing at Eren, punches in the mouth, but Eren catches that and then crystallises his entire body, crystallising part of Reiner's along with it, and then he sneaks out the back of the Titan, noticing that Zeke isn't actually dead. Zeke was playing dead, and they can get together, touch, and initiate the euthanization plan. Hmm. Or Eren's plan, crumbling. Um, so he runs, he sprints, it's a beautiful scene, he sprints through the streets of Shigunshina, Rhino prepared to give chase, but who shows up? Connie and John, absolute goats. Connie is such a goat. This is I'm loving him more and more each episode. Is he's just brilliant. He saved um, Mikasa and Armin at the start of the episode, and he's now saving Arian as both of them ram thunder spears right into Rhino's face, disabling him and keeping him busy while Arian keeps running. Rhino obviously regains his balance, prepared to chase, but Rhino, uh, John, and Connie, another battering of thunder spears, keep pushing Rhino back. Eren about to make contact with Zeke. And then the moment of reckoning. A tearful-eyed Gabby Braun shoots Eren Jaeger, decapitating him with one of the anti-Titan rifles, the one that Colt was carrying. Because 
I've been trying to avoid talking about it because it's very depressing, but Colt at this point is dead. Because as, uh, as Falco transforms, Colt, the best older brother in all of Attack on Titan, holds Falco, knowing full well that he's about to transform. So he's about to, God knows how many degrees of heat, lightning, everything. Colt refuses to let go. So he burns alive holding his younger brother as he gets turned into a Titan. That is true brotherly love, and that is what Zeke will never, ever achieve, because he is a fucking dickhead. And he, <laughs> it's depressing. But the anti-Titan rifle that he picked up episodes before, he explained to Gabby, this is what I mean, or even the little things come full circle, as Gabby uses it to take the head of Eren Jaeger. And it's a moment that a lot of people were surprised that I wasn't angry about. But one, I knew it was coming. Two, he's not dead. We've seen that. He's alive in the past. Which we'll get to in a second. Um, so I'm not annoyed. Um, I'm, I mean, arguably, you know, I'm just starting to forgive Gabby, and now that's the second of my very much liked top Attack on Titan characters that she shot. Um, but I'll forgive her this time. Um, the Gabby that shot Sasha will still never be forgiven, but it's a different character. This one is forgiven because, I mean, Erin is trying to commit a genocide, and I get trying to stop that. Um, and plus he's not dead, so I can't be mad. Um, but you know, at that point Zeke catches Erin's head and we get a flashback to them back in Liberio where Zeke's talking about the euthanasian plan. Already stupid. This is what Yelena prepared. Stupid monkey. And then Erin's like, yeah, no, I agree. Being born into this world is the worst thing that could ever happen. This, that, the other. I'm definitely okay with the euthanization plan. Her smiles, winks, because that's the most out of character thing Erin Yeager's ever said. Um... Yes, manga readers, that is the most out- Even if he's lying, it's still the most out-of-character thing. All you people that think he says more out-of-character things, you're wrong. Saffron knows what I'm talking about. She knows they're wrong, too. Because um, that is the most out-of-character thing, and that's the first hint you know towards, yeah, he's he's definitely not on Zeke's side. He'd never say that. So then we get the, the little montage, or this montage might already happened, where you see things going on in the paths. You see some really interesting things. If you really slow down the frames, there's some stuff from like extra pages in the manga like are thrown in at the end of them in the modern day. So I'm wondering, like, does that mean that all this stuff is canon or is it just a fun little tidbit they threw in for like the little sketches and things that Mappa and Akira Toriyama, Akira Toriyama, fuck me. Isayama, because I, I was looking at a Dragon Ball thing. Um, <laughs> Isayama put in in the manga. If it's just a reference or it means something, it'll be very interesting to see what happens regarding that. Um, but then, then we get to the paths, which, by the way, it's animated absolutely beautifully. You could not animate this any better, and I think it's actually stunning what they've done, and it's really cool to see. Um, but before I get to that, because this is going to become more of an Aryan breakdown, I think, uh, retreading some older points, but in more detail now, um, I will mention a word from our lovely sponsors. Today we are sponsored by da, 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 Sigil Shop, where you can get your very own Attack on Failure hoodie, which I am wearing right now, and I wore to the games night that I was depressed at just before this. Um, <laughs> it's a really good quality hoodie, and, you know, supports me, the creator, and it just looks cool. It's Attack on Titan, Attack on Failure, become a part of the Failure Corps today, why would you not do that? I don't know why I went Italian, and now Mario is part of the Failure Corps, apparently. Uh, the people I know who have one are very happy with their purchases and that makes me very happy to see that because they're great. Um, 
and you can obviously get this at sigil.shop I believe is the website even though as I've said that I know that's completely wrong it's actually shop.sigilarts.com that is the sigil shop I said it realized it was wrong and I corrected myself that's all that matters we move on um, you can get loads of other products there like other things from the Fairlywear line shoes t-shirts more hoodies failures in disguise trust me I'm the failure fairly aware and loads of other things will be coming out this year so please do check out sigil shop and support your favorite creators on the sigil arts network sigil arts will be coming out with loads of different content this year king's eyes is working on so much behind the scenes that i can't tell you just yet but honestly it all looks incredible and i can't wait for all this new content to come out new original content new takes on the current original content and so much more to come from me pharaoh uh, King's Eyes and the rest of the Sigil Arts team. So we're all very, very excited about that. If you want to keep up to date with me personally, follow me at VaderSayan on Twitter. That uh, I post loads of Attack on Titan things, loads of random bullshit. Daily shout-outs to my, my absolute G, my bestie, Martina Eliza um, on Twitch. Go follow her, guys. I'm plugging her too. Um, and if you want to keep up to date with the show... You can obviously go to at you have failed SV and that is the best way to keep up to date with when episodes are going out, if there's not an episode, why there's not, and just interact with the show. So speaking of interacting with the show, I'm going to do this now and because I've randomly decided I'm going to do this right this second. Question or interaction of the day. Who is your least favourite Attack on Titan character and why? Because everyone asked your favourite, I want to know who your least favourite is. So to answer this, please either go to the You Have Failed Twitter page or go to my personal Discord, the Fairly Corpse, which links to that are on both my personal Twitter and the actual Twitter and on the Sigil website. And let me know who is your least favourite Attack on Titan character and why. If it is Eren Jaeger, you will be banned immediately. Um, If it is Zeke Jaeger, fuck it, you can become the fucking... You can run the server. I mean, you're, you've clearly got some good common sense. Um, but yeah, no, if it's, that one, maybe not the boss of the server. If you make it Eren Jaeger, I will find you. And I will rumble you. That's not a threat. That's a promise. You better watch your back, you Eren haters. Okay, sorry. I'm done messing around now. Um, but you know it's a good way to test the mic that's how I'm justifying that sorry if that sounded really awful I have no idea how this is going to sound because the headset's plugged in but I'm getting no feedback so I can't hear how I sound man I don't know what's going on with the accent now it's probably because it's gone 1 o'clock in the morning I'm starting to go a little bit loopy Attack on Titan Um, yeah the paths look beautiful (laughs) straight back in there like nothing like the last Five minutes didn't happen. I like it. It's how it should always be. Go team. Uh, I'm so sorry. Why do you listen? Why? I don't get it. I don't. I mean, I appreciate it. I appreciate the sport. I really do. But I don't get it. Attack on Titan. The paths. Ah, Zeke's a dick. Uh, sorry, his nails were really. <laughs> I love how both. Both, all three of me, King's Eyes, and Pharaoh of the Opera all noticed there's the one thing we really picked up was how ugly Zeke's nails looked. Like, I'm not one to normally care about aesthetics, but my God, you've been there for... Just trim the bite them for crying out loud, man. 
You look awful. Like, come on. Um, we finally find out who Creepy Soil Girl is. And it's Amir, the founder. I still can't talk much about her because I haven't revealed much about her yet. Um, but it's really cool to see that and finally know that, you know, that's where all Titans comes from. She spends years in the past making them, but in the real world, obviously, an instant has passed, so they, they come out immediately. Um, which is really cool of how time is distorted in the past. But yeah, all Titan bodies are made by Amir in the past, and that's really cool. Uh, what else is really cool is Eren made Zeke cry. Because obviously Eren is, is Eren, and... Zeke's like, do our plan for Mr. Cassava, for me, for you, haha. We can finally euthanize all Eldians. And then Eren's like, euthanize all Eldians? And he's like, I'd never go along with such a messed up plan. Like, he's angry at this point. He's very angry. And I agree, it's such a messed up plan. Like, it removes all freedom and it's just euthanizing the victims is wrong. Like, it's not okay. I, th I think Zeke's plan's completely fucked up and Eren clearly does too. And he's like, I just used you, ha ha ha. And Zeke's like, but, but why? But why? And he's like, and then Eren comes out with his line, because I was born into this world. That is why he has a right to live. Eren Jaeger is the embodiment of humanity. I've been over this. And he thinks that because he was born, he has a privilege to life and he has a privilege to freedom. And you know what? He's right. I think that should be how it is. Just for the simple fact that you are born, you should have a privilege to life, freedom and choice. That is how it should be. Zeke wants to remove that. Eren would never take away that freedom of choice. Yes, he's taken lives, but he's never taken away people's opportunity to fight back and to try and save their lives. He'd never just make someone lie down and take it. He'd, he'd make them fight for it because he believes everyone has that choice to live. Um, so yeah, because I was born into this world and the way, how coldly, how determined he says that, I got chills because it, he just believes that so strong. He doesn't believe that it's a curse to be alive. He believes it's a curse to, to die. He believes it's a curse of your freedom taken away. Life is all about living. That is what Eren Jaeger is. He's a human being. He just, he lives. He's that embodiment of your human desire to live, be free and just enjoy life, not enjoy, but just live a life. You know, like the ending says, I don't just want to live. Eren doesn't want to just simply exist. Eren wants to live. He wants to have a life because he was born. He deserves that. That's his birthright is to live. Zeke wants to take that away from people. And that's not okay. That's not, so Eren defiantly, because I was born into this world. And Zeke starts to cry and it's awesome because he's depressed that his brother doesn't agree with him. Eren goes to Amir and then she doesn't listen because she only listens to royal blood and Zeke has somehow now found a way to get past the renouncing war vow because he's Zeke and bleh. And he's like, so now Eren's the one in the chains. Hmm, <laughs> Yeah, because Eren likes not having any freedom. Eren likes being a good job. Great job there, Zeke. Smart one. Um, yeah, Eren in chains. Not going to end well. But Zeke's then like, no, not without you, brother. I will not save the world if you're not by my side. I will save you from my father's brainwashing. Taps his head and then we'll get into the next episode, which I won't spoil what it's going to be. But, 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 but. But Zeke made one vital miscalculation. And it will be explained more, I think, in future episodes. This isn't Grisha's brainwashing. This is how Eren always was. 
Erin always sought freedom. Erin always thought he had a God-given right to live because he was born into this world. That's not Grisha's brainwashing. That's just who Erin Jaeger is. And that's his fundamental mistake that he's going to find out. And obviously I won't say much because this idea is expanded upon in, I believe it will be the next episode. <clears throat> but you can't change Erin's mind. And that is Zeke's mistake. He's like, I won't do it without you, Erin. Well, you're giving Erin enough time to think of a way out of those chains and to take command of Amir for himself because he wants freedom and he will do whatever it takes to get it and that includes the rumbling. He's not going to take your euthanasia plan. He never will. He'll never see your way of thinking, Zeke, and that's your fundamental flaw in this episode is underestimating your brother. He's underestimating Erin Jaeger. He is freedom. He is humanity. He is that human urge, that human instinct, rage, passion, anger, love, happiness, joy. He is all of that. He's the ultimate embodiment of humanity. And you're not just going to chain him up. Not when he's this close to finally being free. And, you know, taking away the people who would oppress him his whole life. Yes, he has to kill people to do it. But to be free, it's worth it to him. Freedom isn't... Even freedom isn't free. Everything comes at a cost. And no one knows that more than Aaron Yeager. Zeke has vastly miscalculated here, thinking that... Erin's the result of Grisha's brainwashing. No, Erin's the result of one thing, and that's just his own mindset, his own desire to be free. His own desire to live, to not merely exist. That's not what it is to be human. It, it, it's not human to just merely exist, but instead to live. Merely existing, coasting your days, wasting your days away, that's not how you're meant to live. There's a quote, I'm just trying to think of it off the top of my head. It's something along the lines of uh, the, the proper function of, of man is, is to live, not to exist. I shall not waste my days in trying to prolong them. I shall use my time. That's Erin Jaeger. He doesn't want to merely exist. He, he wants to live. He, he's not going to, you know, just exist and live a peaceful life inside the walls as, as a cattle behind, in a cage, a bird in a cage. He's going to live. And if, if that shortens his days if you know the curse of the titans curse of amir he only gets to live 13 years he doesn't care as long as he gets to live and not necessarily you know live as in be alive but as long as he doesn't just merely exist he'd he'd, he'd rather die than just merely exist and that's erin he'd, he'd rather die fighting for actual freedom for actual life than to just merely passively exist and that is why him and reiner I think have diverged so much whereas Erin's desire to live has got so much stronger Erin's Reiner's has got so much weaker and he just wants to die at this point and it, it's really heartbreaking to see because I do love Reiner I don't want him to die I, re I really do love Reiner and yeah it's depressing seeing him the way he is but that's the big contrast between them they were so similar and now they're so different because Erin just wants to live whereas Reiner just wants to die and it's such interesting character work. It's such beautiful, intricate character work. How Eren has always been the same. That line, because I was born into this world, has echoed throughout the entire show. That passion to live, that passion to not merely just survive, but to have a life and be free, has never left Eren. And that's where Zeke is miscalculated, and that is where Zeke underestimated his younger brother. Because Eren's passion will trump anything. He will not stop fighting until you kill him. So if you want him alive on your side, and that's the only way you're willing to complete your plan, 
then you're wrong. And that, in one regard, shows Zeke's loneliness. He's finally found someone, another family member, who he, who he can love and protect. And this person doesn't want his protection. He wants to do his own thing. And Zeke's like, no, I, I need you. I need this one last family member. But Eren won't hear it. And that's the thing he's miscalculated. Eren Jaeger, he will never hear that. He won't just passively exist. He won't give up his chance to have a family give up all Eldian's chances to have a family when he can fight instead. He'd rather be dead than let that happen. And I don't think Zeke's got it in him to kill Eren. So uh, we're at a unique crossroads where the absolute pinnacle of humanity, the absolute embodiment of humanity, is taking on the absolute embodiment of being a sociopath. And humanity's going to win. Humanity always wins. Human nature always wins. Life always finds a way. That's what the paths are. They're the source of life, essentially, for Eldians, because they're all connected there. Life will always find a way. Life will always go on. You know, Eren, he's had his head shot off, and, okay, he's, he's in his last bit of life, he's, he's coming to the paths, and he's... <laughs> life perseveres. Eren perseveres. That's what the path is. That's why it's a tree in the centre and I can't talk much about that because I think I know what that tree represents but I can't go there just yet but that's the point the tree represents life everlasting it that's why the paths look like a tree because all the branches are the branches of life so similar to Norse mythology which we know that Attack on Titan takes a lot of inspiration for with the name Emir itself being a Norse myth name Emir in Norse myth being supposedly the first being to come into creation so probably very heavily linked to Idrisil, the, the, you know, the world tree and all the branches of life and different worlds coming off it. These names were chosen for a reason. Amir is called that because she's the source of all life for Eldians. She is the centre, she is that coordinate where all of them, all of their destinies, paths, souls link at her in the coordinate at these paths, that tree. It's life everlasting. It, it's life resolute, standing there like a big, powerful tree. All the branches and different ways it could go branching off it. And that is Erin. Erin is life. Erin is humanity. He is resolute. He will stand there unwavering, moving forward. He won't let anyone push him over. The symbolism, the imagery, that everything is its so perfect. And I'm so glad that it's finally all coming together and I can finally talk about it a bit more and more each week. As this perfect representation of the human spirit and human nature is shown with everlasting, resolute life. Amir, the tree, it's perfect. Attack on Titan really is perfect and I cannot wait for it to keep going. I cannot wait for more episodes of course attack on titan hasn't failed two brothers is one of my favorite episodes of all time and i hope this is explained to you why i think so yeah i skipped over a lot of the action because a lot of that is self-explanatory it just looks visually beautiful and it's very clever and it's cool to see characters like jean and, and connie finally getting some spotlight and really showing how cool they are and how great they are but the really important stuff is the character work the three parallels and dissimilarities and differences between the three sets of brothers two older brothers giving everything to protect their younger sibling and one doing everything to protect his own selfish dream pretending to protect his younger sibling and then just the work on Erin and the pure visualization of a life-giving tree an everlasting tree and Amir and the Norse and Erin just being ultimate representation of humanity 
it's absolutely perfect. So Attack on Titan, it hasn't failed. I hope, I really do hope you now see the beauty and the brilliance of Two Brothers uh, as an episode. And I cannot wait for the next episode. So thank you so much for listening, guys. And uh, I'll speak to you next week.